third episode of the hip hop rejects i am royalty and yo it's your boy young fly in the wrist we are an all hip-hop podcast everything we talk about is hip-hop related um again like i said this is our third episode uh going in so uh first off let's start off first off i said you guys can uh hit us up on our social media websites uh we got twitter uh, the hip hop at uh, the hip hop rejects with the Z hit us up on Instagram uh, at the hip hop rejects. And you can also email us at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. Uh, you can also search the hip hop rejects on Facebook. Uh, send us uh, send us in any of your questions you guys may have on anything hip hop related. We'll be glad to answer it and maybe even spotlight it on the show. So, young, how you been doing this week, man? Yo, man, I've been good. Been listening to a little, little music. Excited about some upcoming albums. So, you know, it's just been, been one of those one of those weeks, man. Yeah, same here, man. Been been kind of busy. You know, had to go out of town this past weekend. So, finally getting back in town last night. Uh, not too much going on in the world of hip hop. It's a few things, you know, a few couple things that's going on that we're going, you know, that we're going to discuss this week on the, on the podcast. So, uh, we're going to jump straight in. Uh, let's, let's get into our quick news real quick. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the, the Dre, the Compton album. Um, come to find out that the, um, with the whole Dre album and everything, um, with the Compton, with the Compton soundtrack, uh, he's going to be donating those uh, the royalties from that to a uh, to a performing arts center. So that's that's pretty cool cool of him to do. Uh, yes, yeah, what's up? Yeah, you know Dre is a billionaire now uh, off of that uh, off of that Beats Apple deal. So he probably don't really need to <laughs> probably really don't need the money the royalties from the album to begin with. So that's a good you know nice gesture. To uh to spread the love of uh especially performing art because I know I know growing up myself I mean there weren't a lot of schools like that around especially you know where we from you know you know there's, there's not a lot of uh not a, a lot of places for kids to go that are into the performing arts a lot of times right. you have to find yourself you have to go to like up north to like New York or or go go out to California for things of that things of that nature so. Um, not sure exactly where that performing art school is going to be, but, uh, typically because he's, you know, he's from California, probably going to be in California or man, or better yet. I mean, it's, just, it's called Compton might be in Compton. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, you know, I know I'm going to go off the agenda, but that just made me really think of something. You see how Drake, Dre is trying to get back to his community. He he's doing that because he knows he has the support of his community. Coming from where we from, and I'm not trying to shame my hometown or nothing like that, but um they're always they always complaining about people who get successful and then don't come back and try to do nothing for the community. But all while that person was trying to gain success. 
you didn't want to support them. That you didn't show them any love. So, I mean, that alienates a lot of people, and therefore they don't want to come back home and show you no love because you never showed them any love. Right, right. And, you know, that's, that's when you don't fit into that social stigma that they feel like you'll never be nothing great. But just because you got a bunch of men around here that don't walk around with their pants sagging, they keep their shirts tucked in, you know, they're not out there being thoughts, then you don't think there'll be anything worth having. Or because, you know, they look a certain way that, you know, you don't think that they'll be successful in this in this entertainment business. And it's the same way with women. When you got women who ain't around here acting like thoughts and and I and it's it's not specifically with the entertainment business. They can go and become a doctor and they don't even want to come back and be a doctor here in your hometown because you're not showing no support. We have to support our own in order for them to do better. Right. That's why a lot of famous men and women go on to marry outside of their race because their own race didn't show them love while when they were down and out. But when once they became successful, you all of a sudden want to be on that team. And I know I got off topic then, but, you know, there's just some a little nugget of something to think about, man. You know, if you want to, if you want to really, you know, come up and get out the shadows of your own lives and have opportunities created by those who can provide opportunities, show them some love when you, when they first present their plan and when they bring it to fruition, they might just reward you because of that support. Yeah, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely, you know, test that. Not just on the simple fact of the where we're where we're from, and for those out there who don't know where we're where we're both from, we're both from Mississippi. Um, Young is still is still in in the state. I I moved out after high school, but I wouldn't not even just it's more prominent there because we because there's a lot of artists, but just in the simple fact of saying for the state of for the state of Mississippi, for example, we have great lyricists like David Banner, like Big Crit, and they didn't. I don't feel like they didn't give love back, but I also understand why, because me and young, I myself, I have a label, a record label. And when we were getting on and putting out content, we didn't get love from, from our, from our home state at all. From 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 a lot of people. I mean, there there was some that was here and there that was that was that was showing support, showing love. But we got more love from people that even that from different parts of the world. When I would when we would promote we would promote the albums and stuff like that, and just promote it. And then when I would promote in general for the for the for the mixtapes and the projects we would put out. So 
But then another example of that, just not just to get off the topic of of hip hop for a second, a really good example. And a lot of people probably may not even know this. Oprah Winfrey is from Mississippi, but she has never, ever given. She's never, ever given back or 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 mentioned It's mentioned probably in her biography of her life. That's where she's from. But she had I know she went through a traumatizing you know, situation growing up, which I mean, which I could probably understand why she probably doesn't doesn't recognize that state, but she's she's from Mississippi. So, but yeah. just that was just that was, I mean, that was just a tip. I don't want to, yeah, and same thing too. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get too too far off topic with that situation. But there's a lot of not even just from where we're from. I mean, I believe in hip hop when artists, independent artists, when they're coming up, coming up in the game. And I don't think it's just where we're from. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other indie artists that can probably contest that, that they don't get a lot of times they don't get love from where they're from. And I don't understand why they why they don't why they want why you want to give money into not throwing shade to any other major artists out there that have worked that have worked hard to get where they are. But at the same time, for example, a Jay-Z has already made it 10 times over. Where this other MC that may be real nice, don't nobody want to hometown, don't want to show show him no love because he's trying to he's trying he's trying to better himself and, and and do something do something better better for his life and for his family. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's just something for y'all to think about out there, man. Start showing your peeps love. I don't even care how white they is because it's a lot of cats that's in the industry now. That's whack, but they only reason they got on because they hometown helped put them on. Oh, they're right, and they had a they had a, they had a following because the first thing because the first thing a label asks you for those who don't know who want to get in the music industry, the first thing that anybody's gonna ask you if you try to present your record to a DJ or to anybody that's a that's an A and R rep for a record label, they're gonna ask you about your buzz. And if you don't know what your buzz is, you don't know what buzz is. Then you've already failed already. If you don't, you don't have you don't have a following. Exactly, and you know the perfect example of hometown support is Atlanta, man. I don't care how whack a rapper is in Atlanta. Oh, they they support they folks, man. That's very true. And if you have the people from Atlanta now, and most of the people in Atlanta now all transplants from somewhere else. Exactly, so. like they leave from where they're from, they go. Like David Banner. David Banner, I remember when we were growing up, David Banner used to come to our hometown and do shows, and, like, nobody would go. Like, David Banner started getting popular once he moved to Atlanta. It's sad that it has to be like that, that you have to go move where nobody even hardly know you to become successful, and that's the problem. Just because you know somebody, don't doubt that talent. Don't right. go, well, man, that man was a genius in school. He ain't got no business rapping. Or, you know, man, dude was lame, man. They still got something to say, man. Music is an art form, man. It's just, it expresses emotion. And just because somebody not rapping about trapping or not singing, about sleeping with so many men or something don't mean their music is not good. 
Right. But at the, end of, at the end of the day, all MCs, rappers, whatever you want to categorize it, uh, they're all storytellers, and everybody ha- and everybody has a right, and everybody has a story to tell. Right. So let's move on to the next next and quick news. Okay, let's move on, man. Um, we got okay. Let's talk about Revolt TV. As we said on the first episode, Revolt TV came to AT and T Verse on the 27th of last month. I myself have been primarily most of the time glued to Revolt TV when I'm watching television. And I'm going to tell you why Revolt TV. What did, what Mr. Combs has done is been, it's something that's very refreshing. And when I mean it's very refreshing and some people, some people probably wonder like, man, what are you talking about? Why is it so refreshing? Because it's so refreshing for one to turn onto a music station and actually see a music video and not have to go on my laptop or on my phone or on my tablet to search for an artist that I like or that I want to see and watch a video versus where I can just sit there on my couch and watch TV and maybe even discover an artist I never ever thought to listen to or to see what certain people look like, for example, because the cat that sings, I'm a classic man. I ain't trying to be stereotypical, but this is just what, based on what he sounded like on radio, I thought I was going to see like a, a dark-skinned African guy or somebody from Nigeria that was singing that record. And kind of no. find out this this dude is really dapper-looking cat. And yeah. just Yo, he really in front of five heartbeats, son. Yeah, and just, <laughs> and, just, and, just, and just from seeing him made me like the record just that much more from seeing, from actually seeing who actually does the song. So y'all please support, support revolt TV and everything that they do because they're really, they are the revolution in, in music right now because your former stations of BET and MTV, they've become, they become slaves to the reality era and refuse to have video shows that have your favorite artists on there so you can learn more about them. And then when they went back in the day, when you used to, used to have the TRLs and the one and you know, one on season park is gone. Now let's go all the way back to your rap city, your MTV jams to your man. Let's go even far back to the R&B era to like, to the, to the, to the video soul, like, Revolt TV is doing something really, really special for for music, and really doing, really doing something special for hip hop as well. And you guys gotta, you guys gotta, you gotta support it because these other stations that you know, I think what I'm starting to see now, because uh, I have AT and T, of course. What I what I what I've noticed now is just on your on your standard definition channels now they've kind of segregated they've segregated the music. And not having it all on one channel, they've segregated. They've put like VH1, for example. They have they have their they have their pop station. They got their soul station, and then same thing with MTV. They got MTV Jam. They, they basically they segregated all their music genres into stations, where you can't where you used to back in the day. You could watch one video show and you get a mixture of different artists. So right. And um, speaking of that, that's only if your cable satellite provider provides you with revolt tv because me being in mississippi we a lot of places around here don't have at&t u-verse so 
we're not getting it. I mean, we don't even have BET, MTV, any Viacom stations anymore. So don't think because we don't have those stations that we country now, you know. But, hey, that's those are the, the logistics of what's going on right now about where I'm from, where I'm from. So, what else we got, man, on the list? Um, that's primarily. I mean, the, I mean, uh, Young, did you have anything else that you want to talk about on on quick news, man? It was like I said, it was really kind of slow on the, on the quick on the quick news side. Things that nature. I know we were talking about. Um, we were talking about earlier this week. We were, you was were talking about. You was telling me about the whole uh, that most death. Uh, what was it? It was most death was challenging somebody. Oh, rap battle. Yeah, most death. Which is one of my favorite artists. Most Def was challenging, putting the challenge out there to anybody in the game. He was like, yo, let's go to the Superdome, 50 yard line, and give them real, real freestyle battle. And, um, you know, he was like, we're going to put this money up, and whoever wins, you know, we're going to go off the crowd, and whoever wins, we're going to, you know, take home the whole pot. Because he most definitely really thinks, like, a lot of these new cats out aren't hot. So, and I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, man. Like, a lot of a lot of these new cats, uh, you know, a lot of them I'm not, not feeling too much because – it's just that I mean I think a lot of I think a lot of young MCs that get into that get into hip hop now they're all about a lot of these guys I feel like are all about the dollar they're not about the they're not about the art of what it takes to be great and to have longevity and a lot of them a lot of them to me seem like <laughs> they just want they just want that hit and that's it and then. A lot of them are here today, going tomorrow, or what a lot of people know it as. They're just a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like, a lot of these cats that come out nowadays, they're, you know, like, I remember the cat, um, what was his name? Hurricane Chris. He had, like, one album, and, you know, he fell off. It's like when you come out and you're just trying to fit into that genre of what's hot at that moment. Right. You know, you're not you're not trying to distinguish yourself away from the crowd. You're trying to be like the crowd. And when you're like the crowd, it dies out quick. Yeah. The whole crunk music yeah, era. Try, yeah, if you're trying to be like in a trend, trends don't last forever. Trends are what they are, trends. They're only here for a certain amount of time. And then once that trend is done, then you're done. So Exactly. You can't you you have to be able to to adapt to any situation. So be be more be more versatile, be more be more yourself. Don't don't fall into a trend. If you if you know you are your delivery and your style is a particular way, don't conform to to what's on the radio because you know you're gonna get you know, because you know you're gonna get radio play and things of that nature. Because typically, I mean, if you come out, if you come out the gate 
And let's say everybody may not be feeling what you're doing at the time, but I'm pretty sure once those people that you feel like, oh, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so is hot right now, example, using auto-tune and auto-tune goes away again and you probably more likely going to be around next to that person that was always using auto-tune. So, yeah, um, put this out here. I'll be glad when this auto-tune era is over again. And next time, don't try to pick it. No rapper out there pick up an auto. When you in the studio, do not think auto tune is nice. Don't, don't, don't do that. Is 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 stick to your own voice, man. If you gotta use auto tune, that is saying that this is not for you. Lady, your voice sucks. One, two. I'm just saying. All right, man. Let's get into the next to our next segment, which is the top five rap albums on the Billboard. And this week we got a lot of um, a lot of the cats that was on the top five last week ain't on the top five this week. They have they have they have plummeted down to to like more likely around about the top ten. It's only maybe like one or two artists who. Um, who actually are still in the top five? Uh, first, first new entry to the top to the top five rap albums on the Billboard is the Southpaw soundtrack to the movie Southpaw. Uh, particularly reason because is Eminem has a couple records on that Southpaw soundtrack. So you could pretty much, you know, this is pretty much like the Eminem album, pretty much for the, for the most part. But just dedicated to, just associated with a with the movie. Uh, the next one we got, we still got Future, um, dropped down to number two with the uh, DS2 album, Dirty Sprite 2. Uh, number three, we got Jack and Jack, the Calabrasca. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I don't know who that is. Young, do you? I just started looking them up, trying to look them up when you said the name, man. Because like, no, I, I don't. I like. I've never I heard of him. Never. Uh, next one, number four would be Hopson. I've heard of Hopson. Um, heard of him before. Um, and it, that's a debut. I want to say that's. I can't remember which album exactly. I don't know. Can't remember that's what order or what album that is for Hops for Hopson. Um, number five is. Mr. I don't want to know Meek Mills with uh, Dreams are Worth More Than Money. He dropped down. He dropped down from number two to number five. So after that whole after his whole beef with Drake, I can see him probably not being nowhere in the top five uh, coming up the next week. Yo, that emergency crisis PR manager you hired dog ain't working, huh? Charles Langan ain't keeping his ain't can't keeping that album up in the up in the top uh in the top five of the of the billboard right now, that's for sure. Okay. I, I gotta say this, man. Getting off topic again. Who the hell in hip hop gets an emergency crisis PR manager? Somebody who creates beef and can't hold up. I I'm just saying, you know, like really dog, really meet that's why you got that's they see it's stuff like that while why Drake is steady roasting you. Like at OVO Fest, he ate you. 
you're going to try to come back with a freestyle at your concert and, and wherever you was, South Carolina, Philly, wherever you were, and it sucked. My nigga, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If you if you really want to go back to where you was, you may need to grow those nappy-ass braids back in your head or something. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. You ain't got those nappy-ass braids all tight in your head no more, you know. Yeah, that's probably dude, why he was angry. Yeah, the cornrows. Yeah, the cornrows for Meek Mill is not a good look. I've seen those photos. That is that, that the cornrows for Meek is not a good look for him. So no, he needs he to leave those. Like, he looks like a feed the children child. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he needs to he needs to leave those alone. That's not a good look for him. Um, for those who are probably wondering, um, the Compton soundtrack is not in the top five for a particular reason that I'm believing is because that the album came out on a Friday and we haven't made it a full as it hasn't really made it a full week of being out yet. So I'm pretty sure that that Compton album is probably going to be on the top billboards next week. Um, I'm predicting either number one or number two. I'm probably going to say number one. I think that probably the Southpaw album is probably going to be around. Those two soundtracks are going to be rounding out the top, rounding out the top two. Uh, next week, what you think, young? I can see that. I can. I can see that because those two albums, uh, soundtracks, showcase some artists that haven't been heard from in a while. Yeah, and um, and people want to see if they still got it. You know, very, so, very true. Let's get into our. Uh into a, another topic here. Uh, this is a question that you posed to me young couple days ago. If you could bring back any dead rapper, who would it be? Well, me. And it's because I, I, I could see him still sparking a revolution. If he was still here, a lot of cats wouldn't even be in the game. Like, seriously. And that's Tupac. I know a lot of be like, oh, that's what anybody else choose. But you got to really listen to Pac to understand why. Pac wasn't one of those. Pac wasn't going to change for nobody. He wasn't going to be one of those rapper. Man, put me on the auto tune. Or Pac didn't talk about too much money or nothing. Pac was a social conscious conscious rapper. Like, in the event of us having a black president or all the things that's been going on with cops killing black on uh, um, black people, Pop would have been leading the way. I just, I've recently seen um, something with Young Thug, and they was asking him about that, and he felt he was like, "Yo, that's that's like none of my business. How is it not none of your business when this is these are people in your community, people that." Support whatever you call what you do, because it ain't music. Uh, they support you, but you want to say it's none of your business. Pac yeah. would have led the way. He would led. Pac would have been at every march. He would have been talking to communities. I mean, a lot of people thought he was radicalized, but I don't think Pac was rag- radicalized because he was just a black man that had strong emphasis on on what he did, you know. He put a lot of he put a lot of work into it and 
he would have dedicated albums. I feel like he would have dedicated, you know, a lot to those causes. And, um, and his music would have reflected that because his music was reflecting it before in the early nineties when it was going on in California around the same time as, um, California and New York when Pac was still a East coast rapper. So, you know, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Pac's music was, was, uh, what time was timeless. It didn't really, Pac never really talked about anything. He never talked about current events when he, when he would rap. So that's why a lot of his content kind of transcends time. Um, that way you can, that's why you get, you still get a lot of old content coming from him as long as he did, even after he died, because you couldn't really from his, from his delivery and from his storytelling, he never talked about anything current event or he never, you know, and a lot of his raps called out the year that he was, you know, you know, given the rap in or, oh, this is this year and I'm, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So that why that's why you know with his raps you can throw his raps into any time period and it'll it'll resonate with with the time that we're in. So, right. Uh, for me, as far as dead rappers who I would bring back, I mean, I would you know of course yeah I would say podcast yeah, true that that would be that would be one, but I'm not gonna try to go in with the same uh, with the same person. I would say Left Eye. Just for the simple fact that she was a part of the greatest female group of all time, and there is there there hasn't been any any like it. There's been a lot that has tried to duplicate it, Um, and I feel like even when she was in her at the time before death, when she was working on going solo, I feel that. I feel that she would have, I think it would have made a big impact with her, with her going solo, especially for special females and special females in hip hop at the time, especially with the merit that, you know, the group that she was in that they held. And I think she would have, would have done a whole lot at the time, especially even at the same time. I think her and Missy, if she would have still been alive, I think her and Missy would have really done a lot for 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 females in hip hop, if she would have still been alive, and she would have been able to release, you know, her solo album. Right, right. I see that. I I, I agree with the left eye. Um, bringing her back, yeah. That's that's a good one. Yo, you know, if y'all can think of any other artists out there that you would like to bring back here again, um, you know, email us at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com um, hit us up on the Facebook Hip Hop Rejects or the Twitter The Hip Hop Rejects on Twitter and we also have it IG The Hip Hop Rejects on Instagram so you know let us know what you think let us know how you feel if there's a topic you want to hear us talk about on here you know um, let us know and we'll address it exactly all right, man. Next topic here. Um, we're going to talk about the, uh, the this. We're going to talk about. Um, we're not going to.
talk about, even though the Compton album, Compton soundtrack is out, uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna give that one more week. We're gonna talk about the Compton, the uh, Straight Outta Compton movie and the soundtrack on the same episode. Talk about those two things at the same time, but we are gonna get on the on the subject of because I myself have not heard the Compton soundtrack for a particular reason. I have a Spotify account. And I don't have Apple Music, and I don't particularly dabble in uh, buying music from iTunes anymore. So I haven't heard the album. And with the Compton soundtrack, it has some exclusivity with Apple Music. And I'm not really sure when it's going to come to those to these other services and be available to the general public who don't have an Apple Music. Um, or a Beats, I think. I think also it was on like Beats Radio as well, which is I think it's just a radio station through Apple Music, but it's not particularly available everywhere to the general public to get their to get their hands on. And so this has typically been a problem in music in general, um, and hip hop is hip hop as well with a lot of these streaming services. Uh, example. Uh, title with you know with a lot of exclusivity and apple is just kind of like doing the same thing as well to make it a lot harder for the general public and the fans to get their hands on get their hands on the music so so young uh, how was your opinion on this on this exclusivity on just on music in general not even just the compton album because i know with like we know, like like I said, with title, that's been a that's been a big thing with them that a lot of people have been complaining about. Okay, um, things are taking a turn that they're take, t- taking simply because there's there's a revolution going on as far as and it's been going on for a while. Everybody has access to the internet and you don't have to go and buy their music no more. You like somebody's going to share it on these sharing websites or you can torrent it or, you know, you can get it without having to pay no money. And so by it being exclusive to these accounts, it makes it harder for it to get out there to be so, you know, a lot of artists feel like in this, in since the early 2000s, they've been losing a lot of money because record sales have dramatically declined and it's partly due to the internet. So they're trying to make the internet work to their advantage instead of, you know, it losing, instead of them losing money, they're trying to gain money because, you know, um, Basically, everybody either got an iPhone or Android nowadays. And, you know, if you have an iPhone, it's also a business venture of if you want this exclusive music, then you got to buy an iPhone or you got to get an iPad or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's promotion at the same time. And, you know, it's... It's not made for the everyday man. Okay. So I'm going to, we're going to roll it back real quick on the statement you made about record labels feeling that the internet 
is killing the record sales and also or that artists probably even feel that the internet is, is killing the music industry. I 1000% like disagree. I'll tell you why I disagree because these major labels, they went from signing the artists, they developed them, they, they give them media training, all the things they, they, they tune them and they groom them from back in the day. But now majors want, because of the internet, they want you to already be ready made. They want you to have, they want, they want you to already have, have a following, have a fan base. They want you to be, they want you, the artist to have all the work done before they even sign you. So if you ask me, if people, if that's what a record label thing that all oh, that the internet is, is, is killing, you're letting them, you letting the internet kill it because what you want the artist to already have accomplished before you even get get your hands on them. Yeah, so, so they're doing it to themselves, not promoting artists, not not having commercial for albums. Uh, they're dependent on social media because of surveys that Facebook does. If you click and like it, that's your favorite artist, and then you'll see an advertisement on your Facebook feed for a concert that's in your city. And and things and things like that. Like, man, get back to how it used to be. Where where the street teams at on the street? Where are the posters at on on the street corner saying so and so album is coming? It's like they don't do that stuff anymore, and they wonder why why they're suffering. You got these corporate, you got these corporate heads that don't know nothing about music, don't know what the word trap means, don't know none of the lingo in hip hop music. But they swear that, you know, that, oh, these numbers say and these numbers dictate that, you know, this is the reason why the artist is failing. Like, no, I don't. Every company can't, you know, every I know with music, music, when it comes to sale, that's what that's what it's about. I understand that and I 100 percent get that. But at the end of the day, music is marketing promotion plays a key part in the artist's success. If you can't get out there and go do do tours, you don't hit the clubs, you don't you don't get the media, you don't get the media out there for the public to get their hands on to know that it's out there, then nobody's gonna buy your record. And I blame that. I a hundred percent blame that all on the label because the reason why a lot of these artists want to sign with a major is because they are the machine that can do that. They can touch more. They can touch more people than that particular artist in his hometown in his city can do through a computer. That's right. the reason, that's the reason why the 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 big deal of signing with the major used to be such a big deal because you you can you get with a, a machine that can touch more people, so right. you, so you can get your music out there. So I don't I don't ever i i that crap just like just gets under my skin when i when i hear them giving that excuse all the time that oh it's because of the internet the internet is just another and this is just a whole nother avenue to get music in people's hands that 
can't drive or that didn't, doesn't have the transportation to get to a Best Buy or a Target or a Walmart to get the music in their hands. Now, all I got to do is just turn on my tablet or turn on my phone and download it or stream it. And I got it. Right. I'm going to tell you an artist who the Internet was good to. And when he did it with a major, it's like he fell off. Chameleon there. The internet was good to Chameleon there. That's very true. Because he sold, that's when, when ringtones, when artists' songs as ringtones was a thing, and they were they were counting, you know, the downloads for ringtones for, for artist songs. He said, I don't know the actual number off the top of my head, but he said some, he said a record when it came to, to ringtone downloads when he was out with Ryan Dirty. Yeah, man, you know, the internet has, like, it wasn't for the internet, you wouldn't hear a lot of your nowadays favorite artists. The internet was good to Lil Boosie. He was just a, a, a Louisiana rapper, and it took the internet to put him on the same thing with Jeezy. Yeah, the internet, yeah, the internet just allowed, the internet is, is just a avenue to, to get your hands on more artists out there. It's for, for me, the internet is a A&R tool than more than anything when it, when it comes to, when it comes to the music industry or if you were a major, because you don't have to go to talent shows or you don't have to be just, you know, sitting somewhere or at a showcase or at open mic night or something like that at a place to, to find and discover artists. You can just probably just go, just randomly streaming through YouTube and find find the next big artist. Right. And then, you know, these cats, you know, with the internet, they can shoot their own videos. They don't have to have million-dollar videos that they have to end up paying for out their own pockets because a lot of these cats don't read their contracts through. So, you know, and it, it, it's made a lot of these newer generations are more business savvy. Yeah, them good old 360 deals. Yeah, not. But um but yeah, um but in back onto the back onto with the streaming services. I know a lot of people have come down on Jay-Z for for title and you know the locking out of content basically the content is locked out behind a paywall and you have to have a subscription to title to get your hands on, on a certain album. For example, the free Weezy album, uh, just to give something that's hip hop related. And I think with those type of things, I think it should be a daylight. And the thing is the thing with music, they don't really give you a lot of information in this, in the respect of okay, oh yeah, the Free Weezer album is gonna be, you know, exclusive on title till this date. They don't do that because they want you to, they want you to buy into the service because you to make you feel like it ain't never ever coming to another music service or gonna be available for you to buy or or download. And that's the, and that's the same thing with the with the Compton soundtrack. I from nowhere that I've seen with this album coming out, I haven't seen anywhere where it said like, "Oh, it's only going to be exclusive to Apple Music for the first week or the first twenty four hours or the first." You know, I haven't heard anything. And I've been searching on, 
I know I've been searching. I have a Spotify account. I've been searching on my Spotify and that album is not on there at all. So it's got me wondering, you know, as a fan of, you know, music, fan of Dre and hip hop in general, I'm like, I want to be able to listen to the album, you know, so we can, so one, I can actually review it and talk about it and be able to know what the heck I'm talking about when I talk about it next week. So, um, it's just a, just a very frustrating thing when, you know, you know, corporations tend to do that to the, to the public. So, right. Well, let's segue. Speaking of the Compton, Compton, Compton album, let's segue into our main topic of the night. Our super producers dead. Like, are, are they not coveted anymore? Are they even, are they, are they relevant? Or, and on top of that, where are they? Right. Um, first off, let's, you know, to you, what makes a super producer? You know, what, what makes, what makes, what, what, what did the term super producer come from and what makes them super? A definition. Timberland. <laughs> One word. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Um, A super producer is someone that is so coveted that if you hear that Timbaland is on this track, that it's going to shoot through the roof. Simply because, like, you cannot be talking about, you could be saying your ABCs to a Timbaland track, and it's going to sail through the roof. You know? Um, another super producer. Um, you had cool. A, a lot of these names I'm finna say have fallen off, and they only work with um, a select artist now because they know they can depend on those artists to pay them, and they know they can depend on those artists being loyal to them. You know, you got Rick Rubin, the first, one of the first. Matter of fact, I ain't going to say one of the first. He is the first producer for Def Jam Records. Yep. Rick Rubin, the only person he really works with now is Jay-Z. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's the only. Yeah, he works with, uh, I know Rubin, he does a lot of production for a lot of uh I think when I looked this up, this is not even, this is even actually even before this topic was even brought up to me. I looked up Rick Rubin um, for something. I forgot what it was, but he does a lot of, he does a lot of production for a lot of, a lot of rock, uh, rock artists. And when I looked at a lot of his, you know, his discography or what he's worked on, uh, shoot, primarily most of the time, despite from the early days working with the Beastie Boys and stuff like that. I mean, shoot, he only really the only hip hop act he's really worked with a lot is most of the time is yeah, like you said, is Jay Z. So yeah, um, you got Manny Fresh. You know, Fresh is one of those guys that he used to just be exclusive to cash money, but once he left. You start hearing fresh beats everywhere. And like the the people I'm naming, they have a signature to their beat. Like you don't hear it at the beginning of the beat saying Mike Will made like Mike Will made, you know, but you know it's a many fresh beat, like with a Lil John beat. You knew a Lil John beat when you heard it. Exactly. The same thing with Dre, the same thing with Timberland, you know, 
DJ Premier, Jay Dilla, you know, Marley Mall, Organized Noise, Pete Rock, the Neptunes. Well, well, hold on. Let's say, okay. Uh, Okay, let's let's roll. I heard heard a name that kind of like stuck out to me. Molly Maul. Same cat that was on Love and Hip Hop, Hollywood, the first season. I'm not saying he has no credibility, but what I am saying, I think he's mostly produced for Justin Bieber. Not a hip hop cat. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, when Marley when Marley Maul first came to the game, he produced albums for people like Biz Marquis, Big Daddy Kane. Okay, this is di- okay, this is a different one because there's a there's a Molly Mall and for those who watch Love and Hip Hop, y'all know who that is. So uh, he produced Mama said knock you out. This Marley Marley okay. Mall that I'm talking okay. about. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's another piece I know of with that with that same same very similar name. So I just want to make sure we got we got the 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 correct one. The one that really is a producer and not the other, not the fraud one. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you had the runners, Cool and Dre, Scott Storch. Like, all these cats are the, uh, cats you don't hear anymore. And I think it's because they had got so popular and because it was about supply and demand that the advent of the Fruity Loose application that you can use at home, a lot of cats start saying they can produce their own music or they can get somebody from their neighborhood to produce a track for them. And sometimes they can either get that track for free or they pay like a couple of thousand and they won't have to pay, you know, 20 G's, 60, 100 G's for a, a, a track anymore. And... But what you're losing in the fact that you're getting it beat so cheap is you're getting it not tailored to you, your style, your flow. Right. It's not you. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference between a, a beat maker and a producer. Right. And for those out there who don't know the difference between the two, I'm going to explain it to you. Beatmaker is a cat that just just on the computer, just cranking away, making beats. And they could be very good. They could be very, very good, you know, very, very good tracks. But a person that is a music producer, for example, Timberland will get to know if he doesn't know you he'll get to know the artists kind of know what they what who they are and what they are as a person especially if they're new and he's going to cater and tailor that track and that record that he makes around that artist of who they are and not just you know oh i got this let me play you a bunch of tracks and then you know pick one you like right now taking now taking mind that that does happen in the in the selection process for records, you know. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even say that like, Timberland doesn't do that because I do know for a fact he did that for Jay Z for um Dust your shoulders off and he when he when he heard it for the first time. So it was going through he was going through a list of tracks and he heard it uh when he was making the when he was making the black album. So I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna say that, that you know, that you know, somebody that's a super producer like 
Timberland doesn't do that, but there's a there's a significant difference between a lot of these cats out here are beat makers and say, oh, I'm a producer. And then on top of that, the other the other producer that's in the game is a producer that finances and organizes the album and follows the album through to make sure everything goes good. That's that's right. another that's another type of producer that a lot of people they don't get credit for a lot of, and then most of the time, those are the people that you flip all the album on the backside and you see executive producer. That's another producer because they put they put their money into the project as well, and to make sure the album is recorded is recorded and done correctly in good quality. That's another producer that a lot of people. Those are that's another that's another position in the industry that doesn't get a lot of a lot of the credit that it deserves because they, they put in, they do put in work as well. Right. Along, along with the music producer. Right. And see, you also have those producers are out there that are artists. Also, they know exactly how they want their music to sound. For example, Kanye, Kanye first two albums, I think were exclusively produced by him. And you could tell that they were made specifically by him because Kanye flow fit those beats so perfectly. That's what made those first two albums, you know, so successful. And even when he produces for somebody else, you could tell that Kanye puts his, I mean, he, he puts everything into him. He, he formats a beat specifically to that artist. Uh, DJ Khaled, even though DJ Khaled, every, uh, every CD he puts out is basically like an industry mixtape, but he makes it so that he can have people that sing and rap on that, on that, that, um, album. And that takes a lot of thought process because you already have in mind who you want on that track. So you right. have to format that track for those people. Right. Yeah, because he doesn't know exactly. I know a lot of people give Cattle a lot of flag for, you know, just what he does as a as a DJ and a producer. But there can't nobody do it better than Cattle because let's, let's take in mind, I love drama, love the mixtape that DJ drama puts out. Love drama as a as a DJ, but drama tried to do the tried to go the DJ Cali route, and the even though you know the album was nice, and I think he tried and he even tried it twice. Those both of those albums he came out with didn't do so well, but Cali is still still out here started cranking out started cracking out those records. Right, I mean drama's two albums they were. They 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 had hot tracks on them. Yeah, they had they had some they had some some. But they went up front. To, they went front to back albums. You feel right, me? Right, right, right. And like mostly anything Timberland does, it's a front to back album. Same thing with Manny Fresh. Same thing with the Runners. And you know, I hate I, I hate. I'm even gonna say this boy's name. He he don't have a front to back album because he don't even have a front album. But Soldier Boy <laughs> was one of those cats that he produced his own music and he was an artist. 
And, you know, he did that because he knew how he wanted his stuff to sound. So. Yeah, even with, uh, yeah, I mean, with a lot of the, with a lot of the super producers or just producers in, producers in general, I know with, I know with Storch, Storch got put in jail for, well, prison, let's just say that. Um, I want to say it was for, I think it was tax trouble either. I think I want to say, I think it was like tax trouble. Uh, for 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 uh, Scott Storch, it was that it was a debt or drugs. I, I can't remember uh, exactly, but I know that was his situation. I don't really remember what happened with with uh, with Cool and Dre. I know the last thing I remember was Dre was date was dating Christina Million, and she left him for she left him for Wayne, and then that was the oh, end he of that. his feelings. And I haven't, I haven't heard from, I haven't heard from him since. And then some other producers you got out there that are great, and I, I feel like they, they are super producers. You got Ryan Leslie, um, you got Neo, the Dream. Man, you know? Ryan, let's let's say this right now. I know Ryan Leslie doesn't produce, doesn't produce a lot of, doesn't produce probably hardly any hip hop record, probably other than some for Fabulous that, that I know of. Um, but Ryan Leslie, if you guys have never seen Ryan Leslie produce a record, go on YouTube and search for this guy. There is one YouTube video of Ryan Leslie where he cuts a record and he is the producer and going into the booth. And he is the only one in the studio that's doing all he's the engineer and he's the artist and he's going in and out of the booth to do the recording for, for the song that he's doing. That's talented. Uh, yes. And then you got DJ Toomp who who does mostly all um TI's beat. Um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. Tom does does mostly does mostly mostly only TI stuff for the most yeah, part. Yeah. You got um Zay Tobin. Um who else is out there? That, that is, oh how could I say Timlin and not say Missy? You know? Yeah, that's true. Missy, Missy is one of the best producers of our generation. You know, um, who else is out there? I mean, there's so many of them, but they're declined. But in recent years, they've declined, and it's simply because you got cats out there that can go out there and make their own beats and not charge. So what what was required of them? Because the artist is their homeboy, you feel me? Yeah. Another thing that I this is something I just discovered. I was just you know just looking around trying to see what some of these producers are. Um, I know we were talking about Cool and Dre. Uh, actually, Cool and Dre hasn't dropped off the face of the earth. Um, they're actually back in 2011. They signed a deal uh, through Interscope with with Cash Money didn't know that um the last project they produced was the jesus piece album for the game and they did two they did two records on there so they haven't they haven't completely dropped off and these these you know jesus piece was a 20 was a 2012 2013 album from the game so so they haven't completely dropped off but it's just you don't you don't I'll say this, you don't hear those signatures anymore, even if some of these producers are still producing, 
And even if they are still doing work and, you know, producing for artists, we don't, which is what I'm a fan of producers myself. What I would enjoy was just knowing that, oh man, okay, that's a cool and Drake beat. Oh man, that's a Kane. That's a Kane beats record. Oh, that's a, you know, that's a Scott Storch record or, you know, whoever. And you, know, you don't, Justice you don't, you don't really, yeah, Justice Lee, you don't, you don't hear those signatures anymore. It's like they did, did, you know, did the producers just, you know, one day meet up and say, Hey, hey we're not going to do signatures anymore because we don't want people to know, you know, know it's us or not. If it ends up being a bad beat or something like that, that's what it makes right. in my mind. That's what it makes it. That's what it makes it seem like that, you know, because you had just blaze DJ quick, all those cats, man. Like you knew it was their music, you know, and I don't, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't know what happened, man. Exactly. But, like, those were the cats that put out all the hot tracks. DJ Clue put out hard tracks. You know, like, everybody be pretty much named itself, I think, Soldier Boy. Like, put out hard tracks. And, you know, I know I said something about support earlier and, um, in our podcast and I supported soldier boy up until a certain point be simple because he is from Mississippi. I supported him until he started saying he wasn't from Mississippi. He was from Atlanta. I ain't never claimed that boy from day one. I'm just being real. (laughs) He wasn't my, he wasn't my particularly cup of tea and example of hip hop music. When he did come out, he I put Soldier Boy in the same category as Afro Man. If you guys remember that guy, oh yeah, because I got, because I got, because I got. I yeah. thought he was gonna be a one hit quitter, but he stuck around for a while. Yeah, he he stuck around for a while. He been he been he been floundering a bit lately. No, like, I ain't. The, only, the only thing you I've really seen him on. He's really been on, you know, loving hip hop Hollywood. And he's dating, uh, dating Teddy Riley's daughter. So that's the only that's the only thing I've really I've really seen him on lately. Mm. Yes, boy, I tell you, boy, these reality shows know how to make somebody relevant again, or at least try to. Yeah, they at least try to. Oh yeah, speaking of reality show, how could we forget? Uh, this reality show, Master Splinter himself, he's a good producer. Who are you talking about? Oh, uh, you talking about um, you talking about Stevie? Yeah, Stevie, a good producer. Yeah, Stevie. I, yeah, yeah, Stevie put out some, Stevie put out some good records. I mean, his his best record, you know, best record to date is is uh, E Blow Your Mind. That's the record that that he blew up on the most, and he was also producing for for Puffy back in the day. As well, I think he. I know for. I know since. I know since this. You know the season that they're in right now. I know he's back with, with Bad Boy producing for them now. So, yeah, Stevie was decent. Yo, know, he 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 was doing his thing. Ignorant, he truly ignorant. But hey. Yeah, most of the most of the geniuses when it comes to you know, most of the time when it comes to comes to music, typically most of the time they ain't all wrapped tight to begin with. Right. Cause I don't know what the deal is, but I don't think 
that chick he got, what's her name, Jocelyn or something. I don't feel her getting too hot. She gonna be a local rapper forever. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, the speaker to bring up Stevie, he's been doing his thing for he's been doing his thing for quite a while. Because I'm looking, I'm just looking at the discography of his of his work, and I give you the the first record he ever the first record he ever produced was a Jodeci record. And Jodeci record it was um, I have a record called Fun Tonight. The last record he actually produced, which was in 2014, was actually for the Mastermind uh, Rick Ross uh, Rick Ross album. It has it was a track called Nobody. So you know you probably may not you know people probably they probably don't don't vocalize it and things of that nature, but. He's been putting in work. Shoot, he produced one of biggest, hottest, one of biggest, hottest singles. So more money, more problems. Right. So, I mean, you got some cats up there that be doing their thing, man. As far as producing game, like for example, the Neptune slash Pharrell. Like, you know, those boys was so hot at one time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, Neptune's one of my man. Neptune's one of my favorites for for a very long time. Even with the you know, even with the freaking NR and with the NRD records, man. Hey, they were the three of those cats. They were just untouchable to me. Right. Those those boys were bad, man. And it's it's. I would like to see, and this is coming from my personal. From the years, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, from the years, like, 96 up to about 2004, I would like to see hip-hop go back to that era, that era of when it was a lot of originality. It was, it, it was phasing from the old-school rap into new-school rap, but it was still original. Everybody didn't sound the same. Right. Oh, another hell of a producer, Eminem. He's a hell of a producer, you know. And you know, it, it's cats like him that brought their own swag to the game. And you know, it was it was just different. Like every beat didn't sound the same. Every artist didn't sound the same. You know. Even though Atlanta was was starting to take over and rep for the South around that time, every artist that came out was different. You had the three hottest artists during that time. Well, four hot, hottest albums that came out. Artists that came out that time was T.I.G.Z. Outkast, of course, and um, I said four, right? Yeah. T.I.G.Z. Um, Outcast, I guess. Um, I'm counting Outcast. It's two. So, but it was hip hop was different then. Everybody yeah, was, had that unique sound. Yeah, definitely, definitely was early 2000s. Yeah, it was definitely was different. I won't correct myself on something about the Stevie J situation. He produced a, uh, a more money, more problems. I guess they came out with like a for what I'm looking at was like a dub album or something like that. I don't know if it was like a re-release or what. I got to I look into it, looking that one to a little uh, looking to that one a little bit more, but 
uh, just to give a quick correction on that. But yeah, man, like with the with the early two thousand hip hop, you know, it was it was great. Everybody, you know, everybody sounded different. Now everybody, all the rappers, man, all the okay, all the rappers now, young rappers, they sound one, they sound like very lazy, and the delivery is very lazy a lot of the times. Everybody that's a rapper is on the verge of potentially growing some dreads as well. Which yeah. everybody wants wants to look like everybody wants to look like Wayne. I mean, no knock on Wayne, you know, with his hairstyle of choice, but you know, man, make yourself make yourself different and differentiate yourself from the from the from the next man, you know. Right. Eventually they're gonna be like all rappers look alike. Um like to me right now, all rap sounds like this to me. That's basically what music sounds like to me today. I mean, I like is I'm not a future fan, but I like um the um the track um What's the name of the track? See, until he's not one of my favorite. I like the production on the track. I don't like his words. Um, Is it a new record or a previous one? Yeah, I guess it's new. Uh, I don't know how you want to classify. It's the one that they play on the radio all the time. Uh, commas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say a thousand commas. Yeah, I like that. But he got a he got a part in that song where he like. Like, what is you saying, dude? <laughs> then you got Rich Homie Kwan, you got Young Thug, all the, the cats. They don't even sound like the, the the closest thing out of new cats I've heard. And I've recently become a fan of this man. It's like Kevin Gates. Um, that dude is very questionable to me. I like his, you know. I like his delivery. Yeah, I like his delivery. It's just, I think his, uh, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would say I like his, I like his delivery on his record that he has out on radio right now. But the thing, his social media presence worries me a lot of the yeah. time. That's that's the that's the part that you know that a lot of people look at, and it's beside the, you know, beside the work, you know, with him with his short videos of, um, shall I say, you know. Eating booty and all this other crap. Yeah, but, that's that's my only knock on him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my huge knock on him. So it's not a ass either, Kevin Gates. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just not cool, my nigga. So yeah, but anyway, I guess you literally be talking shit on your tracks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, most of the time. <laughs> and you know, um, I mean, like Kevin Gates, J Cole. Um, Kendrick Lamar. I feel like Kendrick Lamar is going to end up becoming another Lupe. You know, his first album he came out was for the masses. And then, you know, once you get your foot in the door, you become more socially conscious and you stop writing music that's for the people and you write it because it's what's on your heart. And a lot of those cats... A lot of the people out these days, they don't want to, these kids don't want to hear 
social conscious music. That's like what happened to Common, happened to Most Devs, Tyler, Quali. You know, a lot of rappers like that who gonna make you think. And I think that's like what the problem is with Andre Three Stacks. Like why we hadn't heard nothing from him, cause he 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 don't like the rap about stereotypical things. He wanna rap to uplift you, right? And um, you know, I I, I hate to say it, but their music sells more outside of our race than with you know within our race because one thing it seems like we want to hear about is people getting shot up trapping and broads like and it's sad man like real talk like you they they want to hear about fantasy instead of hearing about real life situations and yeah and truth yeah it's very true yeah a lot of I mean that's and that's what a lot of rappers even talk about just like even um, the documentary for the for the Black album. There's one segment where Jay goes into the back, and he was talking to one of the up and coming artists. Um, and it was all about what he was saying. Was he was like, you know, I can rap about, and I can rap about the hood, and I can rap about, you know, sh- shooting whoever and things like that. And but I can really, I can really rap about some conscious stuff, but they won't buy that. And the public doesn't realize that, you know, yeah, people talk about how hip hop and rap music is this, you know, it's, you know, all they talk about is violent and drugs and things of that nature. People don't understand, like, you can speak with your pockets, just don't buy it and they won't rap about it. And and, right. and, buy, and buy from these rappers like like a common like a Lupe that just that's speaking knowledge and that's you know that's telling stories and and buy their record and show show that you do care about you know conscious hip hop and things of that nature and and maybe those artists that are rapping about you know rapping about trapping and things of that nature maybe just maybe they'll change their tune and say hey oh common. Lupe and all these other cats or what people like to call backpack rappers that these cats are actually selling. Let me, you know, let me turn on and be who I really am and rap about, you know, some things that actually matter in the world. Right. And, you know, to me, one of the most successful conscious albums, like an album that made people think, um, because we all, we all had lost someone. And you can't wait to see him again was Crossroads by Bone. You know, they told a story about losing their homeboy, man, you know. And I mean, it was it it, it it was something that spread all across the world. That's their most successful album. I mean, track ever would be Crossroads and, and it was because it was different. And it hits you in the heart. That's what that's what music is supposed to hit you at in the heart, right? And if you letting it just stigmatize, letting music just perpetuate and show you what you want or what you could have, because half the time, all the all the stuff you see these artists got is either rented for that day they shooting that video. Like all the jury is rented, so some a lot of these artists ain't got all their bread like they said they got, man. Because the record labels eating them. Mm-hmm. 
again, those three sixty deals. Yeah. So, you know, start paying attention to lyrics and what people saying. They can actually change your life. That's why R and B would never go nowhere because R and B is about love and no matter how tough you are or what you've been through, you're gonna always fall in love with somebody. You know, the the songs about having a crush on somebody or your first girlfriend or your first time having sex, things like that. That's always that's that's not that's why J. Cole's song Wet Dreams is is like booming right now because every dude knows when he's talking about everybody in that song, everybody can relate to it. Yep. Even if you haven't even had sex yet, the the part where he's talking about being in a classroom, getting hard, and then getting praying that your teacher don't call you so you won't, you know, not to stand up. Yo, every, all of us have been through that. <laughs> exactly. You know, all of us have been adolescent men, adolescent boys. So, you know, I mean, music is supposed to relate, man. And that's what this podcast is all about. We gonna teach. We 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 not trying to preach. We trying to enlighten on hip hop and what hip hop should be. Exactly. All right, man. Let's go to our newest segment. We got call my last dollar. All right, my last dollar boils down to this. I have a Google phone. I don't have iPhone, but my sister does. So I have had the Compton, have heard the Compton album. And I checked out another album from a guy named, you know, y'all know him, Currency. Um, and if I was down to my last dollar and I had to choose between those two, I'm choosing the Compton. Compton. Damn, why I can't say Compton? <laughs> it's okay, man. It's a Mississippi thing. <laughs> I'm choosing the Compton album, you know, and it's because of currency. It's not the same currency he was back when um, he did the song with Remy Ma. You know, that, that, like, that whole flow has changed, and I ain't like the production on the album. Um, the album is called The Cathedral. If you're a currency fan, fan go check that out. It's already out. But, you know, even though Compton is a soundtrack, if I had my last dollar, that's what I would spend it on. The production is great. Be, uh, since I haven't heard it, what would you say would be for anybody, you know, once they once they get their hands on it, for those who are not, you know, subscribed to Apple Music, what would you say would be the the go-to track to listen to on the Compton, on the Compton soundtrack? The go-to track, y'all gotta excuse me, because simply because I just listened to it. I don't know the um, tracks off the top of my head. Um, it was a track with uh, with Kendrick though. Okay. Um. Um, I'm trying to, I think the name of the track is Compton. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably title, title track. 
yeah. I just wanted to make sure I don't want to get no no bad um information. Yeah, we'll talk about I mean we'll talk about that more on the um once I finally do get my hands on it and and give it a, and give it a listen where we can talk about it. We can talk about it on on episode number four. Uh, let's get into our hip hop legend spotlight. Who we got this week, young? Yo, we go on to the cat Rakim. I know a lot of you cats out there don't know who he is, and that's a sad situation. How appropriate! How, that's funny. How appropriate it is that we're talking about Rakim this weekend because he was once upon a time um, near. I want to say near nearing the end of his career but like when he was you know coming back not really i want to make it seem like you know he he dropped off but he was at one point signed signed to aftermath and he was working with dre for a while right. okay i mean Rakim came out basically in the 80s but he didn't get like hot hot until eric b he teamed up with eric b and they produced a classic album called Paid in Full. And then Paid in Full was named the greatest hip-hop album of all time by MTV in the year 2006. And um, Rakim is also ranked number four as one of the greatest MCs of all time. And, you know, he's also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, um... I mean, I remember when he came out, came back out for a little while. Like you said, he was with uh, Aftermath. That was at the time, I think, Busta was at with Aftermath. And, um, um, yeah, that's when they got this. They signed a bunch of uh, signed a bunch of people. They had E4 for a short, for a very short minute, too. Right. And he, I'm not taking anything away from Rakim, but, you know, he just didn't sound... It's something about old '90s rappers when they try to come into the new, the new era, that it just doesn't appeal the same way it did back then. Back then, yeah. And I don't know if it's a uh, mentally like something deep in our mental. They be like, "Yo, dude, you like 60 now," or <laughs> that's like I'm like like seriously. If Jay make another album. Like, it's going to be like, like, Jay, my, my dude, go sit down. Like, too short. Like, my dude, go sit down. I mean, the, the same thing with Nas. I mean, and these are some of my favorite rappers, but, I mean, and I love that style, but I'd rather go and listen to your old music, support your old music, than see you follow. It's just like an old, it's like an old NBA player. Like, for instance, my boy Tracy McGrady. Like, I was fine not seeing Tracy McGrady a couple of years in the NBA Finals with the San Antonio Spurs. Like, my boy didn't get no PT. He got in for about five minutes the whole playoffs. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You know, go out while you're on top. Don't Don't try to keep putting out this music. And then you see... Your record sales fall, and you you still 
you know, in, in the industry not feeling you no more or your fans not feeling you no more. Yeah. Or become or become one of those acts that they, you know, they be on their farewell tour for forever. Yeah. Forever, forever, ever, 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 ever in a day. So like like seriously, my dude, like some of these cats look like they're gonna end up in Vegas. And that's what <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, man. Here's the real here's the real deal. If Jay ever have to come, and I, I hate to say this, but if Jay ever have to do a tour, go on tour, and one of his stops is Tunica or Jackson, Mississippi, his career is dead. <laughs> yeah, because he normally don't tour in those spots. Exactly. Well, all right, man. Let's bring it to a close. Let's bring it to a close today, man, or tonight per se. Um, it's our third episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. We want to thank everybody for for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, and again, um, continue to support us, share us, like us. Uh, continue to send in your your questions, suggestions about the show, your comments about the show. We take all criticism, whether it's negative or positive. Um, remember to hit us up on Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects with the Z. Hit us up on on Instagram at the Hip Hop Rejects, or you can email us at the Hip Hop Rejects at gmail.com or also search for us on Facebook. You can also download uh, the previous episodes through Podbean. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and we we'll, are still working on coming to iTunes really, really soon. All right, man. Y'all be safe out there. God bless. Remember, hip hop is entertainment. It is not real life. It is basically like a movie, so don't go out there trying to imitate what you hear on these songs. You know what I'm saying? Respect your women. Respect our women. And always remember, man, we're not here to preach. We're just here to enlighten and letting y'all know that, you know, it could be done. Hip-hop can save our community. But it take y'all, it's going to take a concerted effort from all of us to get there. So God bless. Y'all have a good one. All right. God bless. Hip-hop. 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 Hip-hop.